Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Not caring does not mean being indifferent. It means being comfortable with being different. Mark Manson. Welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. For today, I wanted to talk to you guys all about how not to care. Okay, stick with me for a minute because there's more to this. It's not all that it's going to seem. Recently, I actually had this epiphany, I guess you could call it, while I was meditating. And it made me just like really want to share this with you guys, only because I feel like this is something that I myself have struggled with a lot throughout, I guess, my life thus far. And so the epiphany that I actually had about this topic is one that really kind of caused a breakthrough for me. And so I feel like one, talking about it will only further solidify it in my own mind, but also two, I feel like it's a cool topic to talk about and one that I feel like maybe more than just me can relate to. So let's jump in. So most of my life, I would say I always kind of wished that I could care less. I've always been a bit more of an emotional person, even when I was little, even when I was a kid. And I remember like just being in class all the time and just being so, I guess, mesmerized by the fact that people just like could zone in and focus on things without necessarily caring about what was going on around them. The only thing I can think of as a good explanation is specifically, I remember sitting in my grade three class and looking out the window at this tree and being like, everybody is paying attention to the class right now, but nobody else is paying attention to this tree. Like this tree is standing there. Does it not feel sad that no one's paying attention to it? Like, why doesn't anyone else notice the tree? The tree gives us shade. The tree, I don't know, it gives us beauty. Why doesn't it feel like it needs that in return? And that sounds super lame, but I remember being a kid and just being so awestruck by this tree and so consciously aware of this tree at that moment, knowing that nobody else was consciously aware of that tree at the moment. And then being like, why the hell do I care about this? It's weird because I feel like when you think back on the things that 
used to kind of play around in your head as a kid. Back then, life is still so new, and I guess we don't overanalyze why we think the things that we think. And so to be feeling at such a young age, like, I wish I cared less, like, I wish I cared less about the tree outside so I could focus on class because that's what everybody else is doing. But yet there I was being like, I don't know, just locked into what I cared about and wishing that I didn't. And that kind of followed me throughout life. I feel like in high school, I always wished that I cared less and wish that I, you know, just had like that kind of badass attitude that could just do whatever she wanted because she didn't really care or what seemed to be that kind of attitude. And then even after high school, I wish that I cared less about being accepted. I wish that I had cared less about all of the things that tended to affect me, even if I wasn't doing a very, I guess, open job at showing it. I feel like throughout my life, from the time I was a kid to, I guess, now, Due to the conditions in which that I was raised in, but also the society that we're all currently living in, I think I continued to care about everything, but had tricked myself into believing that I necessarily didn't or got really good at pretending like I didn't. I pretended not to care when my high school boyfriend cheated on me. I pretended not to care when I got bullied in high school. Like, I mean, I would go home and be upset about it and I'd go home and like cry about it. But when I was at school, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. It doesn't phase me. I remember just pretending all of the time, like nothing ever bothered me or phased me. Like I pretended not to care when I was being suspended for acting out or I pretended not to care when my parents split up or I found out that my dad had been like leading a different life and had had an affair. Like these are all things that really affected me, I guess, on an emotional level, but I got really good at pretending like I didn't care. So we've talked a lot about anxiety on this podcast, so I'm sure it comes to no surprise for me to explain to you guys how I struggled with anxiety throughout my life. And it's so weird to me that I was doing such a good job at like pretending like I didn't care, but the biggest, I guess, key to my anxiety that was so like in my face the whole time, just screaming at me to pay attention to it, but I just pretended it didn't exist, was the fact that I actually cared more than anything. Like I said, when, you know, I was being bullied in high school, I got bullied pretty bad. I would say like the first year or two that I was in high school by girls that were older than me. And I remember acting like I didn't care, but at the same time, I also knew that I was going home and just like kind of having a pity party and like crying and just like being upset, but pretending like I was so unfazed and thinking to myself that I actually was unfazed despite the fact that I'd be like sobbing, you know what I mean? And just Even when, like I mentioned, I remember the first time I felt like my heart was ever actually just like shattered was when my high school boyfriend had cheated on me. And I remember, I will give myself, my little 15-year-old self, or maybe 16, I'm not sure anymore, but either way, still young enough to know that the respect that I carried throughout that phase of my life, knowing that my heart was shattered, I give her kudos, you know, because her pretending like she didn't care, I think gave her a pretty good basis to act very mature about the situation. And I remember handling it very maturely, but I also remember hiding from everybody just how much it actually really messed with me and how much it really kind of skewed my perception of trust with people or specifically with, you know, like, I guess, loving somebody because I, at the time, really thought that I loved my high school boyfriend. I remember just being like, you destroyed me. Like, but being like, no one will ever know, but you destroyed me. And it's just funny because I guess when I got older, the last few years of my life where I've been like, 
so puzzled by where my anxiety stems from. Again, it's been in front of my face the whole time. I think my anxiety stems from this lie that I kind of spun around myself to basically trick myself into thinking that things that sucked didn't really bother me when all along they were bothering me more than anything. I was just ignoring it or I was too afraid to face it. I didn't want to just feel happy for myself, you know, back in I guess like grade three or back in high school when I was getting like pushed around or all of the times that I just felt like I, I guess, was hiding away or pretending like I didn't care. It wasn't that I necessarily didn't care. I think it was a fact that I wanted to feel happy, but I also wanted all of the things around me to be happy too. Like, I guess it was really hard for me to face the truth of the matter is no one else is going to notice that tree or the truth of the matter is, you know, the people that are bullying me are actually just really unhappy and it has nothing to do with me. But I almost kind of wished that they were happy because I knew that it had nothing to do with me so they would leave me alone. Or even when it came down to my family, like exploding and all of the things that ended up going down with my parents, I remember just wanting nothing more than to live in a world where they were just happy and it wasn't something I would have to deal with. And because it was something that I had to deal with or it was something that the truth, I guess, of the matter was something that I had to face, I got really good at pretending like it just didn't exist so that I didn't have to necessarily face it. I guess for me, or the way that I internalized this feeling growing up is that it seemed like everyone around me, like almost as if everyone is specifically my age, but also too just people that I knew in my day-to-day life, it almost felt like they were all so able to coast through life without feeling so deeply about everything, like feeling so quizzical of everything and feeling like they weren't needing to have like life epiphanies every single day. And that is something that it's so weird that I've almost kind of embraced it on my channel. I think a lot more recently too with doing these podcasts as well is that I'm able to have an excuse almost to have like a weekly epiphany just so we can talk about it. But it's something that was almost a doorway for me to, I guess, embrace this side of myself more because when I was younger, I remember being like, why do I care so much about everything? Like, why do I care so much about figuring out the meaning of life? Why do I care so much to look into why I feel the way that I feel or why this or why that? And I even remember there being a phase where when people would comment on my YouTube channel being like, oh, I feel like you care too much or you're putting way too much thought into that or you're you're overthinking it. It used to make me feel super insecure. So I started again to kind of create this habit of pretending like I didn't really care about a lot of things in life. When I mean, in all reality, I've been journaling almost every single day of my life since high school. And since then, I've been writing about just things that I'm always caring about on a daily basis but yet still carrying around this narrative like I don't care. Does that make sense? I hope I'm not losing you guys. I promise this is all gonna tie into a really cool epiphany that maybe we can all bond on. I don't know, but let's keep talking. Anyways, it just kind of seemed like everybody else, not everybody else, but at least it was really rare for me to find anyone else that kind of looked at life that way, I guess. And I guess that's a little unfair. I never really openly talked about it myself, so how could I expect people to tell me how much they cared if I wasn't showing how much I cared? So I guess part of that responsibility also comes from myself, but I just think that I spent a good time of my life believing this perspective that nobody else 
was as affected by life as I was. So I had to, I guess, be extra diligent in pretending like I didn't care or almost get to a point where I had tricked myself into thinking that I didn't care. And for starters, I want to just say that I know that that is not a unique problem to have. I'm sure everybody probably resonates with what I just said and believing that nobody else cares as deeply as you may feel like you do. But the trick is, is that I think we all actually care a lot more than we let on, but nobody is really talking about it because it's almost become a norm to act like we don't care. It's almost like survivable by not caring. So that is also why I wanted to talk about this topic today. And that's pretty much what I trained myself to do, to learn how to not care. From, I guess, my teenage years to my 20s, which I'm in right now, I feel like one tool I sharpened pretty damn well was getting really good at layering this perspective on things that I just couldn't deal with by pretending that it just didn't bother me. I got better at better at masking the care, not only to like the outside world, but most evidently within myself. And that is where I feel like those times in life that I felt most lost and those times in life that I felt so confused by like, you know, when you just get lost into those little wormholes of feeling like everything is out to get you or nothing in your life is making sense. I think all of that, or at least I can't say all of it, but a great deal of it, I want to say, stemmed from me almost tricking myself into believing like nothing bothered me or nothing mattered or that I cared too much so I shouldn't care at all. I spent a great deal of time basically teaching myself how to tune out of my intuition and learning how to shut off my emotions and how to shut down all of the things that would affect me and instead take the energy because you can't destroy, you can't just like turn things off. You have to almost redirect the energy somewhere else. So I got really good at taking all of the care that I really did have and driving it somewhere else so that I didn't have to deal with what I actually cared about. Does that make sense? Like to give you an example, I remember when I found out that my parents were going to be splitting up very vividly. It's like a running joke between one of my best friends, Christine and I, because she didn't even know about it for like three months. She was over at my house one day and we were just like eating cereal. And she was like, where's your dad? And I was like, oh yeah, my parents split up. And she was like, what? Because like, that was just so not something I think any of my friends would have expected. I mean, even growing up, I didn't really expect it. I remember wondering why my parents were together if they both kind of seemed unhappy, but I never actually thought that it would ever happen. I mean, nobody ever thinks that, right? So I remember when it did happen and it went down in my head just being like, all right, here we go. This is pretty tragic. So uh, I'm just going to be unfazed over here doing something else. Cool. Like that was honestly my mentality going into the destruction, I guess, of what I had known up to that point as my family. It was weird because I thought it was like almost like a superpower that I had that I was just able to just shut it off, like just be like, nope, not going to deal with that. And it just kept growing stronger as I kept on growing more and more numb to more things in my life. Like whenever anything bad or like really just kind of crappy happened, I was just really good at being like, nope, don't care. I'm just going to go over here and focus on doing this project or I'm going to take this energy and drive it somewhere else. But the problem with that, actually, let me rephrase that. It's not necessarily a problem in the sense that good on younger me for finding a way to basically cope with hard or difficult to digest situations and good on you for also doing the same. But I think that training ourselves or the way that we kind of go through life by almost desensitizing ourselves to anything that 
could scare us or anything that could bring us any kind of anguish. The problem with doing that is that the more numb you become and the more that you basically just try and push it all away, it explodes in other areas of your life. I guess what I'm saying is to put this into more of a visual context for you. Just because you shut the garage door on your mess doesn't mean that it isn't going to start spilling out into the other areas of the house if you leave it unattended. So all of these years that I've been spending racking my brain to try and find out why I felt like I was going to panic out of nowhere or the times that I actually did panic out of nowhere, wondering why I was getting seasonal depression, wondering why I would spend periods of my life, I guess, not even just months, like back in high school, I remember my depression being this lingering cloud for like more than a year, but even still since then I I feel like I dip in and out of those little I want to say like deep rest because that's what infinite waters if you guys watch him on YouTube that's what he calls it just deep rest instead of depressed but those times in my life that I was just like I don't know why I feel this way but I do like this is how I'm feeling and I can't for the life of me figure out why I guess that's where my epiphany came from more recently is realizing that I think it was because I had gotten so good at shutting off my emotions and shutting off my ability to actually allow myself to digest and care about things and let them almost affect me while they were happening. So all of this suppressed emotion and this suppressed energy was starting to boil over in other areas of my life. And it would boil over over tiny little things, like something so small could happen, but it would just emotionally affect me to the point that it could put me into a spiral of feeling like I was just out of whack for a couple days or like really kind of sad for a couple days or really just out of touch with life for a few days and then be so baffled by why I was feeling that way if nothing big was really wrong. It was weird because... There was like a couple times, <laughs> me, okay, recently, this is also, I think, where this epiphany came from. I was reading a lot of my older journal posts just because, I don't know, I became curious one day. So I pulled up my old journals and I was reading them back and it's so interesting. If there's anything I can recommend to you if you don't do this already, it is to definitely keep track of your life in some way. You don't have to necessarily journal. Just keep track of your life and keep track of the things that you might think or feel on a daily basis somewhere because it's so cool to be able to go back and be like, whoa, I can understand that now because I'm in the future, but back then I didn't know, but I knew that I would eventually figure it out and now here I am having it figured out, right? Okay, anyways, I'm getting so, I just feel like I'm spiraling so much in this episode, but bringing it back to what I was talking about, I was reading some of my old journal posts and I was looking at how there was so many times I was writing about things in my life that were coming true, like dreams, like huge dreams of mine that I would be like, just so in awe of coming true. But at the same time, I couldn't shake this like lingering feeling like I almost didn't deserve it or feeling like I shouldn't let myself care about it or I shouldn't let myself enjoy it because you know what? That could be problemsome. Like that could create some sort of resistance. That could create, I guess, expectation almost in a way is the way that I would say that I looked at it, which was totally wrong. But I think that the way that I was seeing it is, I can't let myself care. I can't let myself expect to allow room or space for this, not necessarily in my life, because obviously it has room or space in my life, but in my heart, like as corny as that sounds, because I could get hurt. 
So I have to pretend like I don't care even though this is amazing, even though my dreams are coming true, or even though this is breaking my heart because that was the other thing. Things would go wrong and I would be like, it's weird to watch my life feel like it's very confused right now and like bad things are happening, but yet here I am and I'm kind of unfazed by it. And I just remember being so confused by that and looking back on these journal entries, reading how confused I was by the fact that so many great things were going on, yet I didn't feel as happy as I thought I would or so many bad things could be going on and I was just kind of like whatever about it. I guess I had just gotten really good at numbing myself out to things that I just didn't want to think about or I didn't want to give power to and so instead I had tricked myself into believing that that numbing sensation was my own power and that it made it so that I was invincible or untouchable but all it really did was actually just leave me like I guess stale and living a stale life and then wondering why everything that would happen would still leave me feeling stale. So if you came into this episode today for some special ingredient or mindset to turn off all the hardships in your life and to make yourself feel numb and live a life of like, oh, I don't give a shit or like I'm a badass because nothing phases me, I'm going to let you guys in on two quick things. One, I'm going to make a promise to you right now that you're never going to find that on any of my platforms. But two... I really hope that you do keep listening because there's magic in your quest to not care so much. Like the fact that we all do that, the fact that we all try and not care because we think that that is going to make life easier for us. I think that there's a little bit of magic in that and that we all deserve to find it. It's just the only thing is we actually have to let ourselves admit that we're doing exactly that. So really quick, we're going to jump into exactly how to use this whole pretending to be unfazed and pretending to just like not care and to be too cool for life, you know, to use that as a key almost like to open up, I guess, a deeper sense of meaning in our lives. But we're going to do that right after I leave you guys with a message from today's Coffee Talk podcast sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. So here's the thing. Not caring is like 
trying not to human. If you're trying to care less, it's basically like saying you want to try and be less you because caring less is like trying to tell yourself you don't need to sleep as much or trying to tell yourself that you don't need to breathe air. We are human. Like, Caring is a part of the human experience. And so to tell yourself that you don't want to do that is to tell yourself that you don't want to be fully human. And it's just not feasible. It's not realistic. And it's also not possible. Even the people that might seem like they don't care, I think that those people care the most because I'm sure you've felt that way before. And I know I have. The times that I was pretending to be most unfazed was probably when I was actually caring more than I ever had before. There's a reason why we care about the things that we do. And I think that trying to trick ourselves into not caring is like trying to trick our brains into not needing sleep or to try and trick our bodies into not needing food or to try and trick our whole existence into not needing love or community or caring. I know that that seems just like a big grand scale, but realistically, I feel like this is actually a problem that we all don't necessarily even just feel within ourselves. But I think that this is a problem amongst our whole society is that we're all pretending like we don't care when we should care and we do care. You may be able to mask not needing sleep or not drinking water or just like to give you guys that physical perspective on it. You might be able to mask it, you know, to be like, yeah, I don't care today or yeah, I don't need to go to sleep tonight. And you'll be able to survive off that for a couple hours, maybe a day or two, but eventually your body is going to demand you to sleep. Just like your emotions or your mind or your spirit or your soul or wherever you think that kind of inner sense of being comes from is going to demand you to care. We are human. We are made to care. We're made to sleep. We're made to eat. We're made to laugh. We're made to cry. We're made to love. We're made to lose. We're made to live. And we're made to die. Like, I know that might seem morbid, but honestly, that's what we're made for. That is what we do. There's no avoiding it and there's no you know, turning it off. I think there's only ever pushing it down long enough before it causes a catastrophe because it's pent up and it's emotion and it's energy and it needs to be felt. It can't be destroyed. So it's got to go somewhere, right? And I think that the better we get at pushing it away, the more it actually finds like backdoors into controlling our lives in other ways. For me, it was definitely through panic attacks and through anxiety and through these like bouts of depression. And there was even a phase in my life, I remember there was like a three-month season where things got really, really bad and I was pretending like I didn't care. Like I was pretending like all of the bad stuff that was going on in this particular time wasn't bothering me. But it's also weirdly hand in hand with the time of my life that I was seeking help for feeling so depressed that I was almost, I would say, I don't want to say suicidal, but I would say in the sense of like, wondering what it would be like to just not exist, you know, to be like, wow, that seems very peaceful. And I know that that sounds super, super heavy and morbid. And that is a long ago phase of my life now. And I definitely feel really bad for that version of myself, because I think if I had just allowed myself to open up and care about what was actually going on and actually talk about that instead, I wouldn't have been feeling so much hopelessness in my life or so numb to my life, you know? And it's weird because I feel like the whole, if you push it down long enough, it forces it to be felt in other ways. I think that as much as I struggled with things like panic attacks and anxiety and depression through my life. And even those things, those were things that used to make me feel so insecure because I'd be like, why do I struggle with this? And why does this person not? And why do I care so much that I can get depressed or care so much that I do get anxious, but this person doesn't? And constantly comparing myself to someone who didn't deal or anyone who didn't deal with mental health would make it really hard for me because back then I think that 
as much as I was like, I wish I didn't have to go through this, it was almost like a key to a sense of wisdom that I would have never stumbled upon had I not had to go through that sense of, I don't want to necessarily say suffering, because I feel like suffering is almost like a victim spin on it, but hardship, I guess, resistance, or just any kind of weight that I had to carry around with me for a while that I was so curious as to why I was carrying it and why I had to carry it. And I wish that I could almost just drop it and let it go. But instead, carrying that weight created a stronger perspective and I guess a stronger sense of realizing now. And honestly, I feel super grateful to almost have gone through it now because I feel like now I've opened up a lot more space in my life to care, a lot more space in my life to actually digest things that are going on and to allow myself to appreciate when things are going good and appreciate the things that I do care about in my life without constantly feeling in fear like it makes me vulnerable or like it makes me feel unsafe because those things could hurt me, you know? And now that I feel like I've gone through that and this whole kind of like, oh my God, I've spent so much time in my life trying to be cool and trying to like not care and trying to make it seem like nothing would ever phase me because I thought that made me powerful, what's actually making me feel more powerful now is letting myself care and is opening myself up to say like, hey, I'm human, like just like anybody else. I get hurt, but I also can love and it's something that is so cool because it's just a part of human experience. It's not something that I have to go through alone and it's not something that only I am unique to feeling. We all feel it. I know it can be easy to just you know, turn off this podcast episode and get back to numbing out to things like what the latest Kardashians are up to or like how many likes our Instagram photos get. I know it is so tempting, but what would you do if I told you that life were to disappear at the end of this week? If you only had from now until Sunday, which is six days, or maybe let's just say seven from now until next Monday. Okay. We'll, we'll make it a week. If you only had this last week left, how much would you suddenly care to spend time doing all of the things that you love and filling up all the hearts that matter most to you or trying to create as many memories as possible before your time was up at the end of the week? What things would you choose to care about then? I think that when you look at life this way, it makes it easy to actually stop caring about the surface level, like ego, almost like short-term highs of life, which I don't think that we'll ever stop caring about those either. I just want to put that in here as well. Like we shouldn't make ourselves feel like crap for caring about those things. I think that's also part of our human experience. We can't constantly be on this like crazy deep philosophical level daily because it's heavy. It's a lot to carry. But I think that even just checking in by meditating or whatever, just you don't even have to meditate. I mean, even just appreciating the things in your life for a split second will create so much good energy, at least I believe so anyways, in order to allow yourself to free yourself from some of the weight or free yourself from some of the burden by pretending like these things don't matter or the fear, I guess, of those things ever being taken away from you. I don't know. I think we are really, really good at distracting ourselves with kind of tiny, minuscule cares that we pretend are life or death, like how busy we are or how much we have to do or how much other people accept us or how horrible it was that we got a parking ticket or how rude that person was to us at the grocery store. And we get so caught up in these things and like even the drama online, like we get caught up into like when people are like sipping tea and just like being sassy and we think that it's funny, but I think that we get caught up in that because 
it keeps us from having to almost zoom out and see what might be more important. When we realize that this world is spinning around an actual freaking fireball of sun and we have no godly idea why we're here, we have no direction with what to do aside from basically to live and die. So, I mean, that can kind of freak you out on a big basis. So it's no wonder, like, I don't blame us as human beings for getting caught up in just such, I don't know, trivial things, you know? I I don't blame us because I think that it becomes kind of scary when you realize how amazing life is. Like, it almost is overwhelming in a sense. But I also think that when we do realize that, when we do allow ourselves to zoom out every now and then and to kind of connect to the bigger purpose or the bigger reason why we're even here, it kind of makes you wonder why you do want to numb out or why you do want to be more of a zombie. When you say you want to care less, you're basically telling the universe or we're basically telling the universe that we want to be less us. We want to be less conscious. We want to be less aware of the things that matter to us. And I feel like when you look at life that way or when you see it that way, it kind of makes you feel bad for the versions of you that ever wanted to not care, that ever compared how deeply you felt to how someone else felt without even actually giving them the benefit of the doubt either, that they might not be showing you how much they care. I mean, sure, there's definitely some cares that I think we could definitely let go of, but if we only had seven days left to live, what cares would suddenly float to the top of our list? Maybe instead of trying to care less, trying to numb out our emotions and our responses to things that trigger emotional reactions within us, we should learn to almost lean in. If you can lean into caring slowly, I think that that allows space for us to get comfortable with things that make us feel vulnerable. And when we get more comfortable with being more vulnerable, I think that that is where a huge, huge, huge power lies in almost embracing the chaos of life and almost embracing all of the emotion and all of the, I guess, human experience that is our lives. I mean... I can't sit here and say that if we allow ourselves to open up and care about things that that necessarily means that it's going to ensure that we have success with it or safety with it or we'll be loved by it or we will never be hurt by it, whether it's a job, whether it's caring about, you know, your body or caring about your health, caring about a person, caring about the things that you own and respecting the things that you've worked hard for in your life, caring about the things that you want to create or I don't know, it could be a dream or a vision you have. I can't say that caring about it is necessarily going to make us, you know, more susceptible to actually achieving it and achieving it successfully without ever being hurt or scorned. But I definitely think that caring about it or pretending not to care about it doesn't take away any of the space it's already holding in our lives. It's just basically throwing a blanket over it and pretending it's not there, but it's still taking up space. So instead, why don't we shine a light on it and let it have more space and room to kind of grow within us, even if it ends up, you know, breaking our hearts or tearing us down or making us feel vulnerable and scared and completely outside of our comfort zone. Maybe that's the whole point. Either we give the things that we care about the respect they deserve for holding so much space in our life, Or we decide to clear out that space and make room for deeper roots if we actually want to live a more fulfilling life and a caring life than the things that are currently taking up space now. It's not easy, I think, to try it and live in a world that almost seems so unconscious. I think that the more and more we realize the importance of just being individual, the importance of exactly who you are and what you're doing and the importance of not only who you are and what you're doing, but who everybody else is too and how interconnected it all kind of is and how there's almost a little bit of all of us within one another. I think that the more and more we allow ourselves to open to that 
it can become really hard to stay open to it when nobody else seems like they're doing the same. But I'm telling you that there are other people out there who are willingly and openly caring about things and doing so in a way that is so powerful and confident that it's almost like mesmerizing. I'm sure you guys can think of somebody off the top of your head right now that is just so open with who they are and so open about the things that they're passionate about and that they care about that they almost seem invincible. And I think that we should be looking to those people more and realizing that there are people like that out there. So we should almost kind of follow their lead and realize that even though it might not be anyone that's in your direct circle, even though it might be a difficult thing to do living more consciously when it seems like it's so much easier to stay unconscious of the things that we really do want to create space for and really do take root in our hearts and like our lives. When we're constantly surrounded by unconsciousness, when we're so willing to kind of buy the latest this and that because we think that we care about the minuscule things or that it'll give us like a little band-aid on the wounds or maybe not even necessarily the wounds or band-aid. That's a bad metaphor. Let me think of something better. I think that when we continue to stay unconscious and we continue to fill our lives with unconsciousness, it makes it so that it's a good distraction from the big elephant in the room with a blanket over it that we've put there to pretend like we don't care. We end up masking who we are. And I feel like deep down, we actually feel just as much or care just as much as we would if we were to just embrace that feeling. But instead, we're in turmoil with ourselves because we're masking it. And when you do choose to shine a light on it, you're able to actually pick and go through all of the things that you do care about and decide which ones, you know, feed you and which ones drain you, which ones you're going to take the blanket off and really own and respect and like be confident about or which ones you're going to see out the door. But either way, you're going to stop turning off the lights and pretending like nothing is taking up space in your life. And instead you're going to embrace it and you're going to almost take ownership in that. And that is, I feel like one big step towards more power and to like real power rather than pretending like we don't really care at all. When I was journaling about this the other day, there's a couple questions I wrote down that I'm going to so cringily openly tell you guys, because I feel like I don't know. I think if anyone is resonating with this episode right now, that maybe you'll like want to run through these thoughts for yourself too, because these are the thoughts that really dug in deep for me and, and solidified this whole epiphany the other day. But one of the things I wrote down is, is pretending that your heart is unbreakable, has that ever actually stopped it from ever being broken? Of all the time and effort that you've put into talking yourself into not caring anymore, has it ever actually stopped your mind from wandering to those cares in the middle of the night? Those are questions that we need to ask ourselves because it makes us deeply aware of how much we're almost kind of fooling ourselves. And I think that when we stop turning away from ourselves and instead we become curious of the things that we care about, that is where confidence lies. And I also think that that is where we start to feel so much more connected to not only our life, but to ourselves. And that is the kind of power that I think we all need to manifest in our lives. Don't you agree? I think that everybody cares. I think that when I used to tell myself I wish I didn't care like everybody else, that I was almost kind of creating or romanticizing the idea of not caring because it seemed cool. It seemed like I could be more aloof and that I could maybe, I guess, have more balls to go for things because if I didn't care, then failure wouldn't ever phase me. But the thing is, is that not caring only ever made it so that I was playing safe. I never stopped caring. I don't think anyone ever does. I feel like everybody cares way more than it seems. 
even the people who claim that they don't care at all, maybe they even do a really good job at showing it. I think that the ones that are, and I was one of them, pretending to care the least are the ones who are just the least willing to face it. Please just don't let social media or the latest bop on the radio like fool you into thinking that there's power and not caring about anyone or anything except for yourself. And please, if I can ask like anything of you, and I'm asking this of myself too, stop asking the world to let you care less or to make you care less or to make you more unconscious or to make you more on you in favor of living life more comfortably. The world needs you to care. You need you to care because you are the only freaking you that there is. Imagine if you were able to embrace that. Embrace all of the things that you actually truly do care about to stop running away from them, to stop being embarrassed of them, and instead to give them the respect and space that they deserve in your life. If you were to do that, what your life would actually look like, you'd be living a life that you actually love. You'd be living a life that has meaning for you, and you'd be living a life that matters to you. And I feel like that is what we should be doing. That is the area, or at least the direction, that we should start walking in. I was talking to someone the other day about stars and we stumbled upon a bit of an epiphany in that conversation as well that I'm going to leave you guys with because I know we've been rambling for quite some time today and I know that today has been a super I guess it's like a deep chat if you will a deep coffee chat but this was the last epiphany I promised of this episode I think the whole world is so locked into looking down because when we look up like when we see the stars in the sky or the color of the clouds when the sun is setting or even just like birds in the sky. Sometimes I find even looking at planes taking off, I'm like in awe all of a sudden of how incredible life is. I think that we don't look up as much as we used to because it can be nearly impossible to then look back down, to tune back into our lives and still pretend that it isn't a freaking miracle. It's impossible to still want to participate in our drama and all of these shallow cares when there's such a sea of potential hanging up above us. So don't forget to look up because the best, I believe anyway, is still yet to come. So there you guys have it. That is today's Coffee Talk podcast episode. I know today's was maybe a little bit more deeper than usual, but like I said, I honestly, I'm just so grateful for you guys that you guys are listening because it gives me, like I said, a chance to have a weekly epiphany and to just blabber about it without feeling like, you know, I'm annoying people by getting way too, way too deep a level because guess what? I freaking care. <laughs> and hopefully, I mean, if you're listening, you do too. Anyway, that was my sappy chat of the day. Feel free to leave me a comment on your guys' thoughts on whether or not you've gone through similar phases of your life of not caring or if you're somebody that has always kind of embraced your cares. I love hearing, you know, positive good stories too. So just tell me all your stories. Tell me what you guys care about. Tell me anything. Even just tell me what coffee you were drinking today. I want to hear. And aside from that, I will talk to all of you guys in next Monday's episode. Bye guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you 
I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.